Today's episode of Quality Control is brought to you by Loot Crate. If you consider yourself a geek, a gamer, a pop culture fan, we have got to connect you with the nerdy subscription service Loot Crate. They're going to deliver you a monthly box of six to eight cool items like vinyl figurines, comics, shirts, and more. And each month has a theme. This month, uh, uh, a sneaky surprise with the uh, Covert Operations Collection. Uh, a bunch of spy theme stuff, you know, uh, all, all your favorite espionage, uh, 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 undercover agents. I'm really hoping for that Tinker Taylor soldier spy Gary Oldman figurine that <laughs> probably exists. But uh, if you want to get into Loot Crate, you're going to go to lootcrate.com slash control and enter the code control, and you can save $3 on any new subscription. That's lootcrate.com slash control and enter code control to save $3. My guest today is Griffin McElroy. He's here to discuss his review of Hotline Mammy 2, Wrong Number. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Griffin, hello. Welcome to the uh, the show. Oh, don't kill me. Oh, is that like a joke because I just played a violent video game and now like my yeah, brain is... That, that's what okay. they do to people. I guess that's... Aware. if Maybe, I guess, you would consider in some cultures, kind of, I guess, maybe? No, no. that's not true at all. It's garbage. Not as such, though. Um, yeah, I just I just played uh, Hotline Miami 2. And by just, I mean like for the past week or so. Um and I finished it, and I don't think I'm a more violent person. There are some parts that are frustrating, and I wanted to do violence on myself, I guess, just because of how frustrated I was. Mm-hmm. Frustrated is not the wrong word, right? Frustrated is the wrong word. It's um, challenging. Um, but yeah, it's a good game. My review's up. Go read it. Don't listen to this dumb podcast. Just go read it. It'll well, be faster if you read it. Okay, well, I mean, i got to do the podcast anyway. It's part of my job, so maybe you can just bear with me. Okay. For a few minutes, and I mean, I already got your downloads. I guess the folks listening at home. So if you want to move on with your life, I suppose that's your that's your prerogative. But you're already here. You might as well get comfortable. Um, what are we talking about? Hotline Miami Two, wrong number. Did you want to like give me to the first Hotline Miami title? I have some questions here for you about it. I've read your review, skimmed, more skimmed. That's I've fine. skimmed your review. You're a busy man. Uh, you're not a busy man, but uh, you, you mentioned that the the maps in this uh, this edition of the game are a lot larger than the ones before. So death has a, a much bigger penalty. Um, I, I kind of felt like the loop in the first game was really on point in terms yeah. of like that was exactly the amount of time where I'm not going to get ticked off, and like the repetition felt good. You know, you get for me at least. Uh, a lot of it was like figuring out how to do it in five second chunks. All right, I know how to survive the first five seconds. I died. Now I know how to survive the next five seconds, and and just kind of string that together. The loop felt really right, right, uh, in terms of of scope. Um, the, does uh, do larger maps kind of mess that up? Do, do they, they do make that more frustrating? They absolutely do, and and it is my biggest problem with the game. And it's fortunate that the game does so many like fascinating, like bold things very well. Um, because I think this is actually one area where it suffers a lot. Um, later parts of the game and, and frankly interspersed all throughout the campaign, you will come across these uh, floors 
that are just gargantuan. And there are twice as many enemies as there were in the biggest stages of the original Hotline Miami. So, like, no matter how good you are at the game, like, I think I'm pretty dope at Hotline Miami. No matter how good you are at the game, if you have spent, like, a few minutes clearing out a level, it's it's just, like, the, the prospect of rushing into a room and trying to pull off some, like, badass... Um, you know, rampage, reckless shit is just like not appealing because because dying is going to send you back way further than it would in in a shorter level or in, in any of the levels in the original Hotline Miami. Like it's it's it breaks the loop pretty pretty dramatically, I would say, because all of a sudden you are less focused on um, repeating this I don't know twenty second long loop to see if you can combo everything together and get like a super dope score and you are more concerned about like well shit I don't want to die and have to do all this stuff all over again so you um, so you by by nature of that start to become a very cautious assassin the, yeah it's, it, uh, it takes it from for, you're no longer in drive now you're in blue ruin just kind of ho- hoping against hope that you're not going to be uh, murdered constantly right like partially like it, when you start playing a level i think it is it's weird it's almost more geared towards do it taking out as much as you can at the very beginning of the level um which is good because a it still feels dope like it is still one of the best like um ideas for an action game loop that exists like anywhere like killing an enemy taking their weapon throwing it at another enemy picking up their weapon shooting another enemy you know stomping on the second enemy again and like all all of that like combo chaining stuff is really slick um and you have i think freedom to do it when you start playing a floor but also like you want to clear out that floor as much as you can so that you can like be safer when you try and pick off the stragglers Mm -hmm. um it's it it still works and it does add like something to the game right like it's more stressful it's it is um it is scarier i would say like when you just have one enemy left like it's always very very tense because enemies uh can turn on a dime and blow you away so you have to be very careful and 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 that's you know it creates tension but it does like it it really does sort of uh dismantle the the sort of frenzied loop that the that the first game had for the most part there there are a lot of levels that are on the shorter side um that are still you know still feel basically a lot like hotline miami but um yeah in this game in the original hotline miami you had masks that you unlocked as you went through the game and each one had very specific abilities uh, and it would really drastically change the way you played the game um, I tended to, and, and I think I would imagine a lot of people did, I tended to find one mask that worked for me and just sort of stick with it the whole time. Sure. Um, yeah. I tend to like the one, I think there was one that would kill enemies if you kicked a door in on them. Yep, um, that, was, that was my jam too. Yeah, that, so that was kind of, I, I, I clung to that. But I always kind of wondered, like, do I have the right mask for the situation? And it added some variability in there. This uh, Hotline Moon 2 loses that system. Um, do you think it's worse for for not having that sort of like option on how you approach it, or do you like knowing that what you're playing is like designed for the character that you are? So there are there are nine different playable perspectives in Hotline Miami Two. I say I say perspectives because not characters, because one of the perspectives is made up of five characters, two of which are bundled into a single playable character, which is confusing. Um, so, so yeah, basically you have these nine, nine characters and, 
Um, a little over half of them have their own sort of progression loops, kind of like the masks in the original, except there are way fewer of them. So, um, for example, there is a group of masked vigilantes called the fans, uh, which have four characters. One of those characters is actually two characters. Um, I know it's very, very, very confusing. Um, so when you're playing as the fans, most of the time you can choose, you, you will, uh, as you play through missions, you will unlock more of those characters. And then most of the time before you start a mission while playing as the fans, you can choose which character you want to play as. Um, there is a soldier character who, as you play through his part of the campaign, uh, each time you beat one of his levels, you'll unlock a new weapon. Uh, and that's like his thing. He starts each level with a weapon. And once he runs out of ammo for that weapon, you have to find a, a, an ammo box to pick stuff up. So like there are these many, he only has like five though, five weapons that you can unlock. So there are these many progression loops for each of, uh, not for each, some characters don't have any choice. Like you just start and you're that character and Bob's your uncle. Um, but, but yeah, most characters have like their own little mini progression loops. It's frankly, it's like, I don't know. It's not as appealing of a progression loop to me. Like I always strive to get high scores in the original hotline Miami because I didn't want to miss out on any masks. Um, I always like scoured the levels, uh, in case there were masks to like pick up or whatever. Um, uh, like that, that was really appealing to me because I wanted to find something that was going to match my play style that I could then take into each level from that point on. Not only do you not have that in Hotline Miami 2, uh, you can't pick like which of the nine perspectives you're going to play as in each level. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they ping pong around um, uh, between characters, like basically between every level. Uh, and the characters are separated by like decades, like some are in the 80s, some are in the 90s. Um, so yeah, you really don't have that choice. Uh, so like, I don't know, in, in terms of like a, I'm a big fan of collecting shit in games and that's not, uh, nearly as big of an element in Hotline Miami 2, but at the same time, like there was something kind of lame about the fact that like we both used the same mask to get through Hotline Miami. And and yeah. once you found that mask that you could kill enemies by kicking doors into them, um, I, I kind of made a lot of the game much easier because you could kind of cheese parts of it. And that is just not something you can do in Hotline Miami 2. So, like, ultimately, I I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of neutral on it. I'm interested in the in the story. It, it's really all over the place. And obviously, from your review, it's told very non-chronologically. Yeah. Um, it, is there a central story that you could sit down and, like, write out if you needed to? Or is it more like something like... Um, inherent vice is an example where the story is is there is a story but it's much more about being in the in in the environment and and letting the details just sort of like wash over you yeah i here here is the tricky thing if there is one narrative thread connecting all of the nine perspectives of hotline miami 2 it is the events of the original hotline miami so like Mm -hmm. if you have not played the original hotline miami and i mean played the shit out of it and like found all like the secrets that opened up the special ending where you learn about the you learn about the uh, the snow know, the, globe that the entire game takes place in. Well, no, the the cabal that like is organizing the murders that take place in the game. Like if you if, if you didn't like really get into that stuff, which I did and I, I dug, um, it's 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 going to be Greek to you. It is not going to make a lick of sense. Um, and in fact, like, even if you do get all that stuff, it's not going to make a lick of sense. Like I, I didn't know who almost all of the characters were in hotline Miami two until about halfway through the game, halfway through the game, I started to figure out who characters were. That's Mm -hmm. like, that's crazy. Like that's really 
uh, I don't know. It's difficult to follow along with the the story when like a character puts on a mask and all of a sudden like you're not sure who they are. Um, it's 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 it is very tenuous storytelling that you have to like work really hard to like figure out how they line up. Um, is it and, is and, it wanting you to do that though? Is it asking it of you or it, it, could yes, you take yes, more yes. sort of like no because impressionist the, take to it? The ending of the game. Um, and I, I will say when you finish the game, it unlocks a hard mode. And when you start playing hard mode, you get like an additional scene that kind of also helps line things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ending of the game like presents the uh, like ending where all of these like threads come together. Um, not, not in like a fucking crash like way where it's like, oh man, all of us are connected. It's not I like, it. yeah, it's nothing like that. But but uh, it it at least gives you an idea of uh, how, how all these characters' stories ends up. Um, the ending of the game is the best. I, I the more I think about it, the more I am convinced that it is like my favorite video game ending, if not ever, like that I have seen in a video game in a long time. Um, it, it it is super super dope and haunting and awesome. Uh, that's three uses of dope. This podcast. It's a dope game. Ask you to, let me tell you about. So you're breaking the, the soundtrack. Podcast law at is this the point. dopest soundtrack. That's five. Basically, you're killing ever. me. Uh, I want to talk about violence real quick. I will get to the soundtrack uh, for a second. I, I want to talk about violence in in this game. Um, it is sure. obviously hyper violent. The first one was hyper violent for sure. Um, why do you? Th- first off, I'd like uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit about like. It sounded in your review like some of it was sort of difficult for you or challenging for you to experience. So I'd like for you to first talk about that and then talk about why you think um, that it makes more sense or is is more palatable in a game like this uh, as opposed to a game that gets a lot of static fork like your hatreds or you know, hell, you go back to like postal or what have you. Um, why why is what is it about the the way this is presented that that makes it um, you, you know, more palatable. Um, okay, so uh, the the there is some stuff in Hotline Miami too that is like that is like upsetting. Um, it, it's it, it is. I have a pretty strong stomach for violence in games. Um, and and there's man, there's some shit that happens that is just like I I. kind of turn my stomach a little bit like there's a scene where one of your playable characters beats another one of your playable characters to death um and the playable character who's being beaten to death is just sort of nonchalantly like blankly begging for their life and and, that seems to me like nothing i would like for as excited i like the first hotline miami and for as side as a lot of the parts of your review make me about playing this game like i hear something like that and i literally have like my interest level drops to zero, and I'm like, I love violence. Like, let me kill, I'll kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, but like that to me, what you're describing sounds like no, well, thank you. With and I think no. I think the two questions you asked me have a lot in common because the the original Hotline Miami dealt in violence in a very I, I don't get me wrong. Like there, there is some fucked up shit in the original Hotline Miami. I'm not going to say that there isn't, but I think most of the time it is enemies are bloody point bags and you want to get the blood and the points out of them as quickly as you possibly can for, mm-hmm. for all the points. Right. Um, and then there are some interstitial scenes where 
you know, people in animal masks trying to make you feel down guilty so Jack about Thompson it. can keep, keep all the notes that he's taking on right. this conversation. Uh, in, in Hotline Miami 2, like, it is harder to think about enemies like that, especially in scenes like the one I just described, where it's like, it's not a bloody point bag. It's a character you were just playing as. It's a character that you uh, started to sympathize with. Like, you, you started to learn, like, their personal story, and then you beat them to death. Like, it's, it's you... You can't ignore it. Like you, you cannot ignore the stuff that you do in, in Hotline Miami Two. For the most part, I mean, there are a lot of levels that are just like arenas, right? Where it's just like murder everyone, have fun. But but there are moments where you can't just do that, and and it's it is. But why does it? Why is it? Oh, uh, like what, what's confusing to me about this is that a game that challenges you in to like feel something about the the violence that you're doing like a a like hotline Miami when you're talking about the the scene where you're beating one character to death that's a game that like wants you to like really take stock of the violence like that you're doing sure why are you doing it so like why is it okay for the game to encompass both that and then in the same sort of breath say but all these other but you know kill with impunity and have fun and let's have fun doing it but but we're gonna like try to make you feel guilty about it sometimes. Like why why is that why is that all right? Why can it why is it allowed to like go back and forth? Like well, I mean, I, sort here's, of take a, a a stance on like whether or not it's something you should feel guilty about. I don't I don't think it's gonna be all right for like a lot of people. Like I I I, I think there it is totally acceptable that this game is going to be too violent for some people, and that's like totally fine like if that's your bag it is it is a violent- I'm not bothered by the violence i'm bothered by i think it's a double standard to say like killing is fun in some levels you know like that but there, but is, there like- is i mean it, it is it is disingenuous to say that all violence and all depictions of violence are completely the same like the thing i keep coming back to uh, i because i've gotten a couple comments and tweets from people saying like how come you have problems with video game violence in some games and not in this game hotline miami and hotline miami 2 are games about violence like they are games uh, that explore the nature of violence and you know performing violent acts so like m- my comparison is like i have a big problem with the violence in bioshock infinite because it's fucking crazy. Like it's good it, that it, you are in this beautiful airship world, and all of a sudden there's people singing, you know, Be- Beach Boys songs in a barbershop quartet, and then you drive a hook into a person's face and watch their brain and skull parts like fly all over the screen. Yummy. Like uh, to me, like that is that is a like I, I think there's something to be said for the fact that it is it, you know rather rudimentary graphics in in Hotline Miami, which sort of helps you get over the fact that, you know, all of this violent shit is happening, but also, like, it is less out of place for this violent stuff to be happening in a game that is all about you committing violence. It, it is all about gameplay loops built around that violence, and then it is built around this, like, narrative forcing you to consider the violence that you're doing. It is a violent game through and through, um, and so, I don't know, it just seems like getting getting... And taking umbrage with the fact that it is violent means you're just sort of taking umbrage with the, with the you know very stylistic genre itself. Um, so I don't know. It sort of seems like if you're playing Hotline Miami, you know what you're you know what you're getting into. Um, but 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 there are there is a difference between different depictions of violence in any artistic medium, and I think that's true for Hotline Miami too. And that's why some of the time, like I can you know kill a bunch of dudes with a submachine gun and then in the one scene where I 
you know, slowly, very cruelly murder somebody. Like it's a totally different thing. Uh, we are we are running a bit long in this episode, but I want to blow through a few of these uh, reader questions because our listener questions, I guess you should say. Um, Yair asks, I never really got in the first game control wise. It never clicked with me on PC. How does the sequel change stuff in that regard, specifically on console? If I get it, it'll be on PlayStation. Did you only play the PC version? I did only play the PC version, but I played basically all of it with a controller plugged in. I didn't do the the mouse and keyboard. Um, yeah, I, I like the controller better. Like I, I preferred the original. My favorite uh, platform for the original Hotline Miami, Miami was on Vita. Yes, this is correct. It is. I mean, that's the right answer. Like I've, I've actually gone back and played that game a few times, like start to finish, uh, because it's, I don't know, I think it's a pretty good portable game and I just like the controls a little bit better. The lock on is kind of finicky when you're using that. That's like the one strength that mouse and keyboard has. You can like really pick and choose the targets that you're locking onto when you're using a controller. You just kind of have to point your analog stick in the direction of the enemy you want to lock in on and hope for the best. So there is some trade-off, but like for the most part, like I, I prefer the controller. So, um, yeah, if you've only played mouse and keyboard, it's it is a totally different experience when you're using a controller. Nia asks, which song on the soundtrack is, in your opinion, the dopest, and which yeah. is the raddest? I can't say tracks, that word anymore. And if so, why? Um, I don't know. I really like Moon. Moon was uh, they did a few tracks on the original. Um, and they're back uh, on this one. Magic Sword has a couple tracks that are really, really good. Um, uh, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is up in the mix. He's got uh, It's My Life uh, is in there. <laughs> like, how sweet. I mean, that would be the be- probably the greatest wow, moment. Wow. Um, like yeah, that would be. It. Oh, man. I get excited just thinking about that. Yeah, um, me too. Danny and Andrew mainly wanted to know about the, uh, the platform question, uh, but Andrew had a follow-up. What I enjoyed most about the story of Hotline Miami was watching the one playable character's descent into madness, e.g. the ghost of past victims haunting his visits to banal locations between levels. Does having multiple playable characters make the connection between the player and the characters shallower or cheapen the story experience in any way? No. Oh, God. I can't be explicit about this enough. The the Having nine characters has has made that feeling that you just described, like, nine times better. Like, the the... There are maybe one or two characters where, like, the story didn't really do it for me, but for the most part, like, I got really into the plights of these different characters and trying to figure out, like, how they connect to the the events of the original Hotline Miami, um, and, and there is definitely some, like, serious falling down shit going on with, with most of them. So, so no, I think I, I enjoyed the character development and the story of Hotline Miami 2, uh, like, magnitudes more than than the original griffin thank you so much for uh joining us here on quality control thank you to loot crate for sponsoring our program uh that code again by the way lootcrate.com forward slash control and then use the code control to save three bucks uh and uh griffin i think since the soundtrack is so good we're gonna um uh leave people with a snippet of that you're playing bon jovi right now aren't you no i'm not uh uh uh, oh uh super quick note we got a new polygon podcast called mini map it's a daily gaming news show where we wrap up the events of the day so go find that on your local podcast player it's got dave uh, tax sinewy syrupy pipes than either of our voices uh and uh, that's going to do it for us for this episode of Quality Control. Until the next time, we have a game to talk about. For Griffin McElroy, I'm Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. <laughs>